0: welcome back to columbus talks your number one source for interviews news and reviews in the biggest small town in georgia i'm your host max nolan young On this week's episode, we talk to music promoting realtor Jacob Casares about the Columbus music scene. But first, a message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Peach Pit Media, your number one network for podcasts in Columbus, Georgia. Are you interested in learning more about podcasting? Do you need help getting your creative project off the ground? Drop us a line. From producing to editing to consulting and more, Peachpit Media is your one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Visit our website, www.peachpitmedia.com forward slash work with us to connect with our consulting team and your first consultation is free. That's www.peachpitmedia.com forward slash work with us. Talk to you soon. First off, thank you for coming to meet me. I wanted to start the way I do all my interviews uh, with you introducing
1: yourself. So who are you and what do you do? So I'm Jacob Kazaris and thank you for having me on. Uh, I really like what you're doing and I think we both started our projects, the particular projects that you're asking me about here today at around the same time. So very enthusiastic about what you're doing as well as what I'm doing as well. Like I said, my name is Jacob Kazaris. I'm a real estate guy, but have kind of ventured into the music, which what we're about to hear about in this episode. Just kind of. As a hobby, and kind of it's formed into escalated into a business. So, as I've chatted with you before, you know, I'm from the West Coast. I moved here a couple of years ago.
0: How did you make the decision to move to Columbus? Because you said that you were in Oregon, right? Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, home okay. of the university over there. So okay. Go,
1: go Ducks. Yeah. So, I think about most people, Fort Benning is what brings people over here. I happen to have a brother that's in the military. He was stationed there, had a daughter. So, of course, my folks, when I was in real estate as an agent back in Oregon, they wanted to be closer to their first grandchild. So I sold their home for them over there. They moved over here and got a place out in Upatoy. They spoke very highly of this place when they got over here. Oregon, I'm not gonna, Oregon's Oregon, you know, very beautiful Pacific Northwest place if anyone's ever been there. Just wasn't the same place I grew up in. Things were changing. Things were getting very expensive over there. Housing, cost of living. And I saw, you know, the quality of life my folks had when they moved over here. And, you know, I kind of wanted that. And I felt like we could have a better quality of life over here in Georgia. They happened to settle in the Columbus area nearby. And I really believed in this area and knew they would never lead me astray and uh, without ever being to Columbus, Georgia, I've been to Kentucky, been to other areas over here in the South, but never to Georgia. We just packed up everything we had. We had a nice uh, multifamily property. Like I so said, I was in real estate, did some landlording, sold everything we had, got a U-Haul, moved over here. And uh, we haven't looked back since. Uh, we love the area here. We love the people. We love the culture. We love Columbus. And this is where I think we want to be long term. So yeah,
0: it's, it's a really great place. It's one of the things that it took me leaving and coming back to really gain an appreciation for it. Uh, in the second episode of the podcast, I talked with my friend Tate about touring with The Springer. I was the audio engineer and company manager for their national tour of a show called Route 66. It was the first time I had long term left Columbus and work in theater that that wasn't uh, I say that I worked two summers at a summer camp in Michigan. and I don't count that because I was living at a summer camp. When I was on tour, I was staying in a different hotel, a different super eight every night and playing for some really large audiences, like 1200 in South Carolina, to like, maybe like 30, 40 people in, in some like really run down theaters throughout the country. And and so one of the things that I realized after coming back, I was gone for two months. I came back and really realized how fortunate I was to have this city here waiting for me when I when I came back. And then I was also gone for three years and that gave me even more perspective. I I spent some time in Vegas going to grad school and I know that it is nothing like Portland or, or uh, Eugene or Oregon. I, I would almost say nearly as different as it can be considering I know that Oregon can be very lush and green and Vegas, there's the color green doesn't exist unless it's a neon. But having those experiences of other places that were less than ideal really helped reset my perspective on what it was about Columbus that I was looking for out of a place to live and a large part of that is the community that we have here. I think that one of the, one of the things that I'm really trying to work with Peach Pit Media and Columbus Talks is to focus on what we can do to better our community. And so the, the way that we met is that you introduced yourself to me on Instagram. Uh, under the handle River City Entertainers, I saw what you were doing. I saw that you were promoting different artists throughout the city. I didn't know who you were, uh, and and I looked. I I thought I was like, okay, I followed this person because they had Columbus, Georgia, in their in their SEO. So that's why I found them. And after I think after I released my first episode, introductory episode, you were like, hey, I'd love to t- sit down and talk with you, and you sort of explained to me what River City Entertainers is. Could you mind sharing that with our audience?
1: Yeah, and you touched on it there. It's kind of funny because I'm always coming across. We're chatting same way. Instagram people are reaching out, invite me to their local shows and stuff, and I get there and they. Um, funny because we talk, and I'm like, hey, I introduce myself, Jacob. Of course, you know at first, and they're like, hey, and they're all friendly and polite, and then they look at me and like, okay, I know you from somewhere, and I'm like, and then when I say river city entertainers their job oh hey i was wondering who runs that page and that's everyone man like it's funny because i'll introduce myself they're like hey and then when i mention river city entertainers right away they're like you're that person i've been talking to i always wondered who ran that account and um it's an awesome feeling to have man and as we you know, I've been doing this about the same time you've been doing uh, your podcast. In a short time, I'm very happy with the success we've had and the the way people have received it. And I know we're just, I mean, this is just only really the beginning and looking forward to how we're going to continue to help these artists. To answer your question, really did start this as kind of a platform to give artists kind of the exposure I felt they needed here. Artists of all levels, you know, whether they're just starting out or very successful artists we have in the area that have even branched up to Atlanta. I don't, I didn't see anything in the area really for that. A lot of publications and media, they really, and I've had conversations with artists about this too, as of late as well. They said, Jacob, we're just trying to find, we just like, people to hear us. You know, and everyone else they don't want to feature us or anything until, you know, we don't need them, until we get too big. And it's really great what you're doing because you're giving everyone a platform of all levels and you don't dis- discriminate against any genre of music and we really like that. So I'm just happy to have something we all can enjoy here in Columbus and the surrounding areas. I call it the River City. Phoenix City Columbus is really my niche, but as we grow this platform, uh we're really going to branch out further and further and continue to reach and serve more people. And that's really what we're here to do. Like I said, very happy with the early success and just going to keep pushing forward and keep keep on keeping on
0: yeah so you've been doing this for uh let's let's say right around two months now how how many artists have you helped secure a venue or just promote their gig like how how many how many people have would you say that you've been able to help in this in this short amount of time
1: one way or another river city entertainers is involved with um, whether it be gigs or the promoting of events and stuff but i've had the privilege of talking and working with almost about uh, a little over a dozen artists here locally. I and mean, we're just getting more and more as they keep inboxing me saying, hey, can you shout out my event or what have you? And um, like I said, it's just gonna keep growing. And as I'm doing this more and more, I'm really learning that there's, I mean, just there's, they all come out, I don't wanna say the woodworks, but- No, I mean, you there's can. Art, Yeah, there's, art, <laughs> cause I'm giving, I wanna give more respect than that. But per se, coming out of the woodworks, yeah. and I'm like, wow, I didn't know Columbus, Phoenix City, we had this much talent here that, you don't hear about.
0: There aren't really a lot of places in Columbus that are dedicated uh, performing venues. Uh, a lot of the places that do allow and pay performers, from my experience at least, are restaurants or like coffee shops or or places where people are going to be doing a primary task and on a secondary basis, they will be hearing a musician perform. And when that is your only avenue for performance, you have to think that it it sort of wears down on you as a performer that when is somebody just going to choose me as a musician? So how do you think that we as a community can provide the creators and, and musicians in our community more opportunities to perform in a dedicated way.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought that topic up, Max, because I've been talking to several musicians about that. And you're absolutely correct about the wearing down of these restaurants, because they're not very big gigs and you do get smaller restaurants. Bless their hearts. They're providing an opportunity for people to get out and show what they can do. But like you said, it's a kind of a secondary thing. I'm out having a meal. Wow, that artist is very talented. You know, But it's not really you're going there to see the artist with no shame, because I actually attended that. It wasn't necessarily my scene because it was more improv comedy. Unfortunately, the night I went, we didn't get music. But that show has inspired me. I would like to do something where you get five minutes to come in and do your original content stuff, but with musicians. And I really, I'm working on, see, we're still relatively new, but we are building these relationships behind the closed doors, behind the scenes, to help secure those locations to where we can eventually do something like that. I would love that for the River City. I think it's something we are, I'm very confident we're gonna put together something like that to that capacity and I know we're gonna do very well with it. And then as far as, yes, restaurants, we really gotta find a way to where we can showcase these musicians. I've talked about even with up, you know, doing something down Uptown, doing a format where people are getting in and off the stage within a few minutes and we're showcasing everything that the River City has to show, whereas you're not getting an artist that's up there for three hours doing a set and people are coming in and out. I wanna showcase a variety of people.
0: I'm not sure if Riverfest has been happening uh, but one of the things that uh, I, I don't, don't know if you know about Riverfest uh, because you're they think mean,
1: they're, you're, they're picking it back up you're, this you're fall. fall. Yeah. So it was originally
0: the Salisbury Fair in when it was first in its infancy. I don't know what else to say. I, I know that it was 1986. My parents went and they got a stool. Uh, that I have in my house, or in their house, and they got it at the Salisbury Fair, which was a craft and music festival. And it eventually evolved into Riverfest and the Pig Jig, and then I know that they took some time off. But I think that it's, it's clear that there is a history in Columbus of wanting to support local artists, local creators, local musicians, and there's so many, so I wonder if there's something in the water in Columbus that makes everyone who lives here be a performer. And a lot of them can. Have you done any research on like famous names out of Columbus?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've lately, you know, because I've been here for two years, but I'm always most stuff you get making, you know, you get a lot of, because I'm a big music guy. You get, you know, the Little Richards, the Jane Brown, James Brown, Otis Redding, you know, over there, Gray Georgia and stuff. And then Alabama's got loads of music. Um, Columbus is more kind of true to the culture and more on a smaller scale, but still people very well known. Uh, Blind Tom, and then the, the one house that is history for haunting or being haunted, but she used to. Ma Rainey. yeah Ma Rainey, yes, yes. Ma, the Ma Rainey house is a mm-hmm. really cool spot
0: uh, up until recently there was an establishment here called the tap it was a, a bar CD a bar a very rough place to be but they had live music every now and again perform and in the time that they were doing that both John Mayer and Sh- Sugarland is that yeah, a country? Yeah. that yeah. sounds right yeah uh, so those two bands uh, got their start in columbus it's one of those wild things to think of how many people have uh have springboarded from here uh, also similarly uh wayne brady was born in columbus yep. uh
1: the r&b singer joe recently came back and did a show he's from columbus uh
0: bubba sparks bubba sparks yeah, can't forget bubba sparks are you a musician or a
1: performer yeah you know i get that's Good question, because I get asked that a lot. People think I'm some master performer, my love for music. You're going to come over to my place one of these days and see my music room. I've got downstairs. I've got guitars, keyboards, everything. I play a lot of keyboard, guitar. I used to play a lot when I was younger, kind of weaned it in and off of it. Probably the keyboard, piano is going to be my best instrument. Uh, I got a violin I can't play to save my life. (laughs) I'm still working on it. But I do like to play on the guitar a little bit, would get my daughter more involved in music. I have a three-year-old daughter, uh, Camila. And um, we have fun together and she loves music. And it's just something I think for many years we're going to enjoy together. And yeah, I play a little bit of music, but I'm nothing like these people that I showcase.
0: Those who can't do teach, those who can't teach promote. Um, (laughs) uh, Is a a fun new twist on the saying uh, that I'm uh, inventing now. And speaking of twists on sayings, uh, we are now at the segment of the show that I'm very excited for. This is called Southern Slang Trivia. Oh, okay. Uh, So you are not from the South. That's right. How
1: long have you been living here? I've been here since March of 2020. So, yeah, two and a half years. So,
0: you've had some time (laughs) to hear some people (laughs) say some things here in the South. Absolutely. Okay. So, I'm going to start by, I'm going to give you the phrases, and I'm going to ask you to guess what they mean.
1: All right. Let's do it. This will be fun. Okay.
0: So, there's nine phrases that I'm going to do. And so, we're going to start off easy. The first phrase is within spitting distance.
1: Within spitting distance. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I got to get a hint as far as. Uh, okay, so I'll
0: use it in a sentence. Columbus High School is within spitting distance from where we're sitting.
1: A stone's throw away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, essentially. It's it's not very far. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so nearby. Second phrase, Madder than a wet hen.
1: I mean, when someone's pretty heated, upset, yep. they're madder than a wet hen. Furious,
0: often to the point of causing a scene. All right. And our last easy question, till the cows come home.
1: Till the cows come home. I have not heard that one here. In- what What would you guess
0: that it would mean? Uh, here's, I'll use it in a sentence. They'll be arguing about this one till the cows come home.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nonstop, repeatedly. That,
0: uh, and an indeterminably long amount of time is okay. what I have written. All right. Now we're moving into some of the harder questions. This is our medium round. So the first phrase is knee high to a grasshopper.
1: What's funny is I haven't heard any of these since I've lived here. That's that's great. I've got other phrases I could tell you I've heard. Uh, th- that's, 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 a, you. that's at the end. You, you're gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you to tell me some of your favorites
0: <laughs> okay. after we finish this out. Uh, here's it in a sentence. I haven't seen my nephew since he was knee-high to a
1: grasshopper. Oh, gotcha. Since they were much little. Yeah, very okay. small, very young. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. All right. I'm about to fly off the handle about to go off. Yep. Upset. I'm about to fly off the handle. Yep. Know that one.
0: Okay. Here's another one. This is another one of my favorite phrases to use in regular, uh, everyday talk. God willing and the creek don't rise.
1: God willing, you're going to do something. If something doesn't, supernatural doesn't intervene, it's going to happen. That's what you're going to do.
0: Absolutely. Unless something unforeseen happens, things will go as planned. I'll be moving into a new place next week. God willing and the creek don't rise. This is our harder round. Cattywampus,
1: cattywampus. You don't know. I've only heard that on
0: movies. All right. So here's the sentence: Virgil, go fix that painting. It's all wampus
1: It's all out of whack.
0: Yeah, askew. Not uh, not the way that it should be. All right. Next word is front yard. Front yard. Yeah, front yard front is correct. Front yard. The, I found this on a website, and it's the the description was opposite of backyard because I had not yeah i had not seen it and it was spelled f r u c h a r d and i was like i don't know that one and then it said that and i laughed very hard uh and uh had to come up with a sentence because for it to get me to understand it so it's you kids get your bikes to the front yard we got company coming <laughs> Uh, all right, last one. I and... have not
1: heard anybody other than in Phoenix City <laughs> on the other side of the river, people talk like that here yet. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> well, now I live out in the county. I live out in Harris County, so uh-huh. we're more of, yeah, there's more of the country slang. To oh, yeah. And... Opposed. But here in Columbus, I mean, I think people, we've got so much, a lot of people moving into Columbus and yeah, we're it's... more city folks than the, the front yard and the cattywampus. And, it's... You know.
0: Last one, and this was one I heard for the first time probably like a week ago i think it was exactly a week ago today uh, i heard this phrase for the first time and i heard it from my father my dad is from Tallapoosa county alabama um he's been living in columbus since 1982 1984 and he said first off i'm going to give you a word um and the word is goober
1: yeah goober we use that back on the west coast when someone's like you can't take them serious or they're they're a joke Okay. That's the way it was back in Oregon. That that per he's such a goober, right? Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the word goober does mean that. I'm going to say a phrase to you right now, and you're going to wonder how that meaning of the word goober applies. Oh. So the phrase is Wide open as a goober hole. Wow. Yeah, yeah. right? You don't want... never, yeah,
1: but I can get it's it's wide open. Like yeah, so like so football analogy. I'm a I'm a guy I love sports. Exactly. So my running sentence, back takes one, you know, right my, up my the middle of the wide open.
0: I don't see why they didn't pass the 42. He was wide open as a goober hole. So the story of what a goober hole is in the south.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I wanna know.
0: <laughs> it's actually really interesting. So one of the largest cash crops in Georgia for a long time has been peanuts. And peanuts are called goobers. That is one of the things that they are known as here in the south, or at least here in Georgia. But the way that peanuts grow is that they uh, drop from their uh, branches into the ground and then you pull them out of the ground, leaving a goober hole. That is the reference point for wide open as a goober hole. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I'd never, I had to stop my dad in the middle of the conversation we were having to say, what did you just say?
1: Yeah, so did your dad- My mom's sitting there. So when you heard that, did you, your dad inform you what it was or did you have to look it up?
0: Oh, I asked him, I I stopped the conversation. I said, hold on, hold on, old man. You just said maybe the most buck wild thing I've heard anyone say in my whole life. I need you to stop and explain yourself. Because if you don't, I'm never going to be able to live with myself for not knowing. I hope that you had a good time with it. So what what are
1: your favorite uh, Southern slangs that you have heard so far? Absolutely. And it wears on you In the short time I've been here too. You find yourself putting into your vocabulary and my Oregonian friends and family are looking at like, what man, you have emerged yourself into Southern culture over there. The crowds that I go with here and particularly with what I do in real estate, you know, it's more business vocabulary and straightforward. However, we do... terms like instead of saying in oregon we would never say y'all so it's you all like hey or you guys is what i use but here you just i try to resist using the terms but it comes out it oozes out of you so when if i'm talking to you and plural and someone else hey what time do you all think you're gonna come that kind of stuff or if i'm about to do something hey i'm fixing to go over there at three o'clock today so those are words I would never use as an Oregonian, but here, like, it's the, vo- it's the lingo when you're trying to emphasize what you're doing to someone to get your point across or explain what you're doing. It just oozes out of you. It pours out of you. And I, I catch myself sometimes because I try not to say it because it's not at the core of who I am, but being it's the lingo that we speak. Yeah, in.
0: I mean, it, it makes sense. It's it's very similar to the idea of, of code switching, which is sort of adapting the way that you speak to the people you're around. Uh, and
1: there's a being from the West Coast, to be honest with you, I mean, it, because i remember growing up on the west coast and you hear talk and i don't know why it is the way it is and i try to avoid because i mean you want to sound educated when you talk and stuff and some of those phrases and stuff like a west coast person like will be like oh they have a different kind of education when really that's not the case it's just The way we talk down here and the culture and and there's a big reason why I moved over here. You know, things are a lot more laid back and mellow. Whereas, you know, where you've been to Vegas, you've been up north, uh, coming from the West Coast, California, even Oregon, where I'm from. Everything's so fast paced. And that was such a relief to be over here where things, people chill out a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's, I most recently lived in Chicago and I heard someone at one point describe it as the hustler's city. And... I very much agree with that. Every person that I met in Chicago was grinding harder than anyone I'd ever met before in my life. And it's one of the very comforting things about moving back to Columbus is that the pace of the city here is what I am expecting in comparison to Vegas and Chicago. It's much more relaxed
1: what i i gotta be careful sometimes when i say like um it's so laid back mellow because it can be a double-edged sword because as far as i love it so much it also can be a pet peeve sometimes because when being in business you Mm want to get things done you know i'm always trying to productivity get things done and sometimes you know when you're dealing with professionals and industries here either it's just too laid back we'll get to it when we get to it kind of attitude and I mean and I think I've had a conversation with you before it's Mm -hmm. like okay I'm the most understanding easygoing guy if you're not gonna get it done just let me know But it's just the mentality. We never had this back in Oregon or the West Coast. People in the professional industries dealing with people, especially real estate, contractors, agents, uh, lenders, anybody. And here it's like the ball gets dropped so often. And it's like, well, we'll get to it tomorrow or next week or the no call, no shows, which drive Mm -hmm. me nuts. So I I have to be very patient. And people here seem to be more accepting of that kind of service here in the South. Like they're very laid back of things. It's okay if it doesn't get done. And so I, something I've had to learn here and I've been very like, I'm pa- I'm a very patient guy. I was like, okay, this is a lot different because on the West Coast, people would be cussing people out mm-hmm. if things weren't so, so we're not as high strung here and I do appreciate that. But at the same time, there are times where I have to take a step back and be like, hey.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so in that vein, how have you found the summers here in Georgia <laughs> compared to <laughs> Oregon? Because what I was just thinking is it gets right horrifyingly, awfully hot. Here in Columbus, specifically because we're in a river valley. Yeah. I wonder if some of that relaxedness is sometimes you just don't want to leave the house because it's <laughs> too hot outside. There's a, it's a thing that I, I've heard called uh, after six heat. You don't do anything until after six because it's so hot.
1: I was just telling one of my friends actually two days ago, it's funny you brought that up because I said, you know, in Oregon, I remember hearing about how hot it gets in the south. I thought, oh my God, if I ever move there uh, in the summer, I'm just going to, it's nice Christmas at 72 degrees when we're in Oregon it's freezing and you can't half the time get out in your car cause it's icy out to drive. And, uh, it's not fun. You know, it's too cold and it rains a lot. But, um, here it's like, I'm like Oh my gosh, when I live in Georgia, I mean, I'll enjoy it year round. But in August in the hot summer months, I guess I'm just going to be in my house all day. And, or if I ever want to do yard work, do it in the morning and then stay inside all day. Well, Max, I was out doing yard work three o'clock yesterday. I was up on a ladder painting and caulking and, and I'm like, this is so far from when I was in Oregon saying, oh my gosh, I might have a heat stroke when I live in Georgia, being outside in the afternoons. What I, I guess what I'm saying is, yes, it is hot. You mm-hmm. know it as well as I do. Yeah. But it's not as bad as I had anticipated two years ago before I moved here. I'm like, I actually can deal with this. And it's a great trade-off, dealing, knowing what I had. I love Oregon, Pacific Northwest, beautiful very green as you said i miss the lush waters there here we get muddy water right? yes. <laughs> water. i mean we're that's we are, one thing i miss about that we are there.
0: downstream from atlanta so that's one source of mud
1: but i tell you what though man year round the weather for what we get i think we are very fortunate because i've been and lived in places where it's icky and it's depressing and so muggy and so gloomy year round and you it's depressing i mean yeah, and the, Oregon was like that year round with rain and pour, and and then fall was my favorite time in Oregon in spring, but fall is very beautiful over there. Um, if you love the outdoors, uh, hiking is wonderful. There's a lot of beautiful places. Like I said, the lakes are very lush. Here we don't get that unfortunately as much, but the weather um, and what we have here, we're very fortunate. And I, you can't beat it.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I would. So I really loved living in Chicago. It was. It's so far one of my. I probably probably my favorite place that I've ever lived. The unfortunate thing is that it did snow half of the year. And I love snow. And it's really enjoyable. But I cannot argue with the effect of a lack of the color green in my life or over the course of the winter in Chicago, or the entire time I was in Vegas, the the things that probably bothered me the most was that The world, the earth around me didn't feel like it was alive to the point where when my husband and I drove from Vegas to Chicago and stayed with my brothers, uh, the apartment that he was renting, he had a spare room and we stayed with him and he had a uh, a back deck. And so I was sitting on the back deck and just looking at the trees that we moved in August and it was beautiful. I think it was in the low 90s and I just wept because it had been so long since I had seen the color green. And one of the things that is really great about Columbus is that you've always got the color green. It doesn't really, especially because of the amount of coniferous evergreens here, you always have some some form of green and it doesn't really get too cold, cold enough to like frost and kill plants. It doesn't really do that that bad another extreme that we don't have is how dry it can get out west particularly in Vegas uh, but I also noticed that noticed it and even when we were in San Diego is just a different kind of heat it wasn't as dense as the heat here is because of the humidity and I think largely Columbus compared to even of uh, the surrounding areas in Georgia is typically about eight to ten degrees warmer because we are, in the valley the heat doesn't escape it just stays with us and it stays in the moisture in the air which is here because of the river and so that that is the the double-edged sword as it were the reason that we have so much green is because we've got sort of this pseudo tropical environment in regards to our our humidity that's what makes it feel like when you step outside in the summertime you're walking into someone's mouth
1: it's uh, (laughs) that's right well that's it. Yeah. What you're saying is actually I'm a guy that doesn't sweat very much, but here in the South, man, everywhere you go. Well,
0: cause it's not necessarily just sweat. It's also condensation.
1: So I'm out doing a yard work. I'm out doing yard work or whatever. I know I'm going to get in a good sweat. So I'll put in something light. I'll cover up my arms because we got a lot of bugs here that we don't have on the West Coast. That's one thing about the South, we got bugs. Yeah. And so I don't like to be bit by bugs. So I'll cover up long sleeves out in the heat and uh, it's good exercise. So I know I'm gonna dedicate a day to yard day and I'm to I don't go to the gym. I just, cause I'm on 1.7 acres out mm-hmm. where I'm at. So I got a lot of yard to maintain and a lot of home maintenance stuff to do. Um, and yeah, man, I put on the proper clothes and uh, it's my way of getting a workout in.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we. I grew up on four acres uh, and helped dad mow the lawn. It was one of the things that I was always so angry when my dad would ask me to mow the lawn. And so I would be very angrily mowing the lawn. But by the time I was done, because it's a workout. Yeah, I'm I drenched would, in sweat. Like I would era. be zen. I would be like, you know what? I am glad that I mowed the lawn because I had endorphins coursing through my body. It was like, hey, this, this is exercise. It's actually good for you to do. I know that you didn't want to do it because you probably wanted to be, I don't know, playing World of Warcraft, but uh, the lawn needs to be mowed and you don't exercise otherwise, so do that. Dad now has a zero turn mower, riding
1: mower that, uh, <laughs> that he rides. Of course he couldn't have it back Yeah, back. yeah,
0: no, and then me at, now at 32, uh, looking back at me at 12 are both very angry that like, He could have had one of those. He sure could have. But so I've only got a few more questions. And it's going into uh, podcasting. And so what kind of podcasts are you listening to?
1: I listen to a lot of um podcasts. I did more. A lot of it around around when I was in college. It sounds so old now, about a decade ago. You and I are about the same age. Yeah. I was always into a business and personal development. So anything as far as, especially even in real estate. So bigger pockets was one that I always tuned into. I like stuff like that. That's kind of what kind of podcasts I'm into. Um, I. I should be listening to more of it to tell you the truth. I do a lot of reading. So, like I said, interpersonal development, anything real estate, finance, that's that's my niche and what I really enjoy. Obviously, me being a sports fanatic, um, I love autobiographies, nonfiction, uh, stuff like that.
0: Are you familiar with uh, Sports Beat? I've heard of it. I
1: recall, but I know.
0: There's a. Uh, so, Sports Beat is a local podcast produced by a man named Richard Holdridge, but he, he is the first person. Who messaged me when I had first released Beatrip Media, uh, before I'd even had the podcast, uh, my podcast, Columbus Talks up and going. He sent me a message and said, "Hi, I'm a local podcast." And I listened to him, and he's just he's just talking sports, talking local
1: sports. I think that would be a great show. You should have him on your show.
0: Yeah, I know. I, 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 I the first thing I said is like, as soon as I get as soon as I get my podcast up and running, I'd love to do an episode swap because one of the th- one of the really fun things about Columbus is that there's been some interesting local sports. Uh, so when I was growing up, we had a minor league baseball team uh, called the Red Sticks and their uh, their mascot was a fox. I don't know why, but it was a lot of fun. They played at uh, Golden Park, which is uh, a really cool historic park. And uh, then we got a hockey team when I was like, I don't know, eight or 10, and that was the Columbus Cottonmouths. And then we had, we've had various, we've got an arena football team called the Lions. We got, now we have a minor league baseball team uh, that's called the Chattahoots, yeah. which I think is an incredible name. I really love the way that they've worked on worked their branding uh, because so the the way that they chose their name is that they did uh, they did an audience poll we the people of columbus got to vote on what the name of the baseball team was going to be and i just i thought that was incredible but like the, the there's a long long sorted history of sports here and so i'm really glad that richard is uh, covering it, he's got like 350, 400 episodes. Like he's got a history in radio broadcast. He's he's very much been doing what I want to be doing, uh, and so I'm definitely going to try and get him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, Richard, if you're listening, um, Richard, please Max would love to have uh, you on send, the show. Send
0: me another message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, I'm going to wrap up. What would you like to plug? that's going to be going on in the next
1: few weeks. Yeah, so there's always stuff going on here in the River City and I would encourage um, anyone listening right now to uh, follow us on Instagram at River City Entertainers. That's plural. And we're sharing stuff daily. I mean, you've seen, there's always stuff happening. We don't know about it unless it's shared. So I tell a lot of the artists, musicians, share your content with me. Cause if I don't see it, I don't know about it either. So, um, but I do, I'm always on there looking for stuff, sharing it, or if I'm not looking for it, I'm either likely involved in it. So I share what I'm involved in, what River City and Tenors is involved in. Just tune in. Uh, That's the biggest thing I'd encourage everyone to do. Tune in and jump aboard in the community and let's um, keep building something wonderful here in Columbus. We do have a lot of goals down the road. And like I so said, we've only been doing this a couple months, and now we're. I anticipate we're going to be hitting a uh, thousand followers on instagram here within the next two months wow so that's great we're coming up on 800 here uh the next week i um, so very happy with the success and the support we've gotten in the two months we've been doing this we do have goals want to do a lot of things want to post our own shows local events down the road partner with some collaborate with some partners and do that obviously down the road we'll want to be open to sponsors if people want to sponsor what we're doing or even we're made to our own podcast sponsor shows we'll always entertain that idea anything we can do to reciprocate in return for the support we get that's what we're all about i have lots of artists and you know bands just saying you know they appreciate what we're doing and i've don't accept anything. I mean, if they want to give it, it's hard, hard to turn down money, but that's not my focus, really. I, I'm just trying to be of service to local musicians. And I know down the road, um, it's going to pay dividends. Just focus on service at the heart of what we're doing here. That's just how my philosophy and how I run things. And there's just many things we want to do here in Columbus. I've talked with a few artists, even doing a venue and stuff for live entertainment. I'd love to do a River City Entertainers Museum and pay tribute to the artists that have came up and we've, you know, helped yeah, absolutely. autograph memorabilia because I love that kind of stuff and guitars and photos of individuals of shows we filmed and helped promote so just a lot of wonderful things um and i think columbus has a lot a lot of heart and soul and, and entertainment that i think we're going to uh, going forward help put out there and there's going to be a lot of wonderful things coming from uh, not just river city entertainers but what we can do as a community here in columbus phoenix city
0: yeah i really i really look forward to seeing what what you and we come up with in the future thank you jacob and uh, be sure to follow at Entertainers
1: on Instagram. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for having me.
0: And that brings us to the end of the episode. Before I sign off, I'd like to talk about what you're doing amazing, Columbus. In this segment, we read your submissions about what's going on here in the Electric City. This submission is from Jay, who writes, This weekend, I'm in the shadow cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at The Springer. Every October, the Springer screens the movie and a cast of costumed improvisers reenact it while the audience yells all of the callbacks. It's so much fun to be performing one of my favorite movies in front of a local audience. Thanks so much for that submission, Jay. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is so popular that this weekend is sold out. However, there are still tickets available for the rest of the run. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is playing October 22nd and 29th at 11 p.m and on Halloween night at 8pm at the Springer Opera House. Come by and do the time warp again. This next submission comes from David, who writes, I went to Sylvan Guitars last month and saw the Shelby Brothers perform. I think it's so cool that the venue is above a guitar shop. Thank you for doing amazing, David. The Sylvan Sessions at Sylvan Guitars is an incredible place to hear the eclectic sound rumbling through the river valley. The next show is on October 27th, and the performers are the Velvet Cab. And now I just have one question for you, Columbus. What are you doing that is amazing? Whether it's growing pains or success stories, I want to hear what you have been up to in the Fountain City. If you have a correction, concern, complaint, or simply want to have a conversation, send me an email at max@peachpitmedia.com. You can also send us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Our handle is at Peach Pit Media. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Columbus Talks, your number one source for interviews, news, and reviews in the biggest small town in Georgia. If you like this episode, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is, after all, the best way to get new listeners. So please. Whether they are new to the city or a longtime local, tell your neighbor to listen in to what we have to say about Columbus. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Whether that's Spotify, Overcast, Google Play, Anchor, or any of the places you find podcasts, Your feedback is incredibly appreciated. If you love our logo as much as I do, I know you'll want to take it with you everywhere you go. Well, now you can. Just follow the link in the episode description and you can get our incredible logo, designed by graphic design whiz, Jess Adams, on anything from t-shirts to coffee mugs to stickers and more. For more information about the podcast and network, please visit our website, peachpitmedia.com. Subscribe to our blog to find out more information about network news, episode transcripts, and our next episode guest. Speaking of which, our next episode will release October 28th, and will feature an interview with podcast and social media manager Rikia Ware from Woe Nelly Media. Special thanks go out to our guest, Jacob Cazares. Be sure to follow his updates on Instagram. He is River City Entertainers. Thanks to Jess Adams for our graphic design, the Rivera and Young families, and most importantly, thanks to you, listener, for letting me share the things that I love. Until next time, keep growing, Columbus. I'll talk to you soon.